It is time for the spillover. Jay Foreman is with us. DP back on Monday. Uh, Jay, off the bat, quick question: Who so, looks who looks older, Wood uh, Sip or Woody Harrelson? Do you know who Woody Harrelson? Yeah, is? oh yeah, okay. I know who Woody, 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 I know who Woody Harrelson. Uh, Woody Harrelson. You know, I'll just say this: a quick cliff notes. Should I flex? Uh, I've I've partied with Woody Harrelson. Oh, okay. You definitely know <laughs> yeah. Woody Harrelson. Ebonics. And, and uh, Woody Harrelson is a cool dude. Is he? Oh, I mean, he was in that. We used to go to this, and I'll, I'll make keep it short. So in Minneapolis, there was like a hopping place called, oddly enough, South Beach. Oh, okay. It's, Interesting. It's, it's, right, right. It's, it's always below zero up there. Right. But, yeah. you know, hey, we're going downtown. Let's go to South Beach. So okay. we go down, go down there, and this is like my first or second year. Really wasn't making a lot of money, you know. So, you know, we, the cover charge say before ten was just say it was ten bucks, and after it'd be twenty. So we're gonna make sure we get down there early. So, we, hey, dude, yeah, I'm just fresh Save out of college, bucks, right? Yeah, yeah that's just back then. That's yeah. five beers, yeah. You know, yeah. plus tip, you know. Yeah. So, uh, get in there, Woody Harrelson. I'll never forget. He's in South Beach in the corner of like the dance floor, but he's just you know they had a he just was drinking. What you know, year was this? 99, 2000. Man. He had jeans on, some like white, like dad grilling Nikes, probably. Yes. Like, you know what I'm yes. saying? Oh, yeah. These we big, put, thick ones. Looked like those. he worked in a hospital. Grilling Nikes. A t shirt on and a hat. And we were, you know, and he comes up, you know, you're at a bar and you look over, and like, damn, <laughs> that dude looks like Woody, Woody Harrelson. And I was like, that is Woody Harrelson. <laughs> That's amazing. So then I was like, That's amazing. So then I tap him, That's right? Amazing. You tap, tapped him. He's like, are you Woody Harrelson? He's like, yeah. Last time I checked, I was like, he's like, well, let me buy you a drink, and then we hung out all night for no two sh- nights. It's for two nights in a row, no Friday kidding. and Saturday night. Wow, whoa, yeah. You hung out with Woody but Harrelson, I think, but I think you look, and this is years ago, so I haven't. I mean, I, I, you probably look a little bit younger than him. Last time I saw him Hello. in a movie, he looked like he had aged a little bit and then kind of had some work done. Okay, well, he, he's sixty now. Work done. Work done. You think Woody had work, work done? I, I I can see the work possibly. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I might get some work done. Why? Well, I don't think you want that. Why? It, it, I'd go nose. I'd go work on the nose. What can you can do your nose. We're big. No <laughs> man, sip. I got a big nose. You know, uh, <laughs> my cousin. My cousin used to make fun of me, and he's like, "You have that foreman nose." Yeah. And I I never thought about it. He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "It's pronounced." Yeah. Pronounced. No, like, okay, pronounced. Yeah, that's well, a good. That's right. a. That's a. Friendly word for a nose. Huge, yeah. Pro- pronounced. Yeah, and then he proceeded to call me Gonzo. <laughs> anyway, okay, well, thank you for that. Jake, do you hear what he said? Yeah. Well, Woody is older than me, and he looks older. Okay, well, that's good. Then. What did the, the texture The textures disagree. They thought that you looked older than Woody. Well, they don't. They haven't seen you Someone's... when you came in here that day after your fresh haircut. <laughs> Sip was in there pimping when he came in there. I don't pimping. know if you were here. Big yeah, Jake, you were gone and. We were we were we had a bet whether it was you wanted you were getting out of the back of the U-Haul when you were up in Idaho. All right. That Sip had good. got freshly fresh cut, fresh cut. Mm-hmm. Nick, little yeah. green or wet behind the ears. Nick was here. Nick Sainer. Sip, Sip got a cut. You couldn't tell. I guarantee you, Sip. You couldn't. He got off that Harley, took that helmet off. When he strutted into high V or wherever he was going, he, he unzipped his jacket. <laughs> here he comes. He, yeah. he was, he was walking with a different swag. Here man. I come. Yeah. I'm here. Here I come, checker V. Yeah. yeah I got hey. some V8. Yeah. 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 Spicy V8. <laughs> spicy yeah, V8. I got some he spicy a, V8. He pulled a Kevin Durant. 
You know who I, you know who I am. <laughs> no, I'm, I didn't, I'm I Stephen Sipple. I know who I walk am. out with spicy feet. that. Okay, what's Jay Foreman think about Lee Sterling projecting Nebraska at eight or nine wins? That's an independent observer, Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. Eight or nine. Uh, and he thought yeah. they'd be bad last year, too. He, he called he was it not last high year. Nebraska yeah, last I, season. I've said, I, like I said, man, uh, yeah, you need a lot of things to go right, right? Of course, you got essentially a new offensive coordinator, somewhat of a new offense. Mm-hmm. Ton of new players, <clears throat> new identity, you know, um, new outlook on it, but holdovers and consistency on defense. Special teams coach by name this year, Bill Bush, but obviously, if you know anything besides, you know, your name, you know, he was heavily involved last year. I definitely don't see a problem with it. I wouldn't, I know if I was coaching, I wouldn't be going into the season thinking like, oh, six wins is good. I'd be thinking. What, what would you I, be thinking? Me, I'd be yeah. thinking eight to ten wins, but I've never went into a game even even. And this is this is how I guess the greatest thing that Coach Osborne and those guys <laughs> taught me when I was here. Even when I played for Houston, Monday through Saturday, I knew it was a tall order. But I always prepared. I never showed up to a game not thinking and not knowing and and not expecting to win. Okay. Never went into a season thinking. Even when we were in Houston in the first year, I think we might have won three or four games thinking like, oh, well, we can only win six the next year. I'm like, dude, now you know you're going to lose in the league, right? So you don't go – you never – realistic, if any player says we're going to go 16-0, and 0, he loses credibility because that's just too hard. There's only one team to ever do it, the Dolphins. There don't, you go, don't forget, don't forget that either. So you know, when you're when you're thinking about making a turnaround in the league, you're in like say in in Houston, we're thinking like, okay, we can go from three to ten wins. You know, that's equivalent from three to nine. You know, it's actually you know seven more wins or six more wins. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't see. Uh, like I said, I'm not a betting person. Um, I like their schedule. Um, the schedule right now, the schedule uh, complainers over the last, which has been there's been some truth to it. Um, which I don't like, and I do understand. I don't like it in the sense of you're going into a, to a season, not this year, but in previous years, that you want an easy road to the Big Ten Championship. I understand it in the sense of you're playing Ohio State, Michigan, and all the you know head-busting teams and the up-and-coming teams, the Minnesotas and all them, Purdue, at Purdue and all that, at Penn State. I understand it from there, and they're throwing you through the ringer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's gone right now. You got a relatively easy schedule. You got yeah, you, o- you got Oklahoma sitting up there on a platter for you. Pretty you much, do. you you they're you kind of sitting on a platter. On a platter, you I do. Because here's why. Here's why. Oklahoma, got him on your home field. Got him in your lair. But here's why. Coach. Here's the here's the bigger part why Oklahoma is sitting up on a platter for you, like a pinata, right? The only reason I say I saw the Instagram. easy on the pinata. Hold on, I saw the Instagram where they the they were doing a pinata and the lady walked in and. Like her daughter hit her like with a baseball bat. Oh yeah, bat. I saw hey, that too. Hey, I saw that one hey, too. Hey, no standing eight count. The old lady got up there. Hey, wasn't a standing eight count. It was like she got hit. That it was like a quick punch up, up real quick. Mm. Um, is because you're getting Oklahoma week four instead of like going to Illinois at week one where you didn't know. You so you're gonna have three game. You're gonna have three games of film to understand their concepts and see and really evaluate their players. Have they made improvement? How they're using somebody. What have they really lost, and where, like, I'm assuming Gabriel is going to be the quarterback. What's his weaknesses are at X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So, and you got him at home, 
and you have a first-time head coach. I don't care if he's coached for Dabo Sweeney, Stoops yep. Brothers. Bill he, Snyder. Bill Snyder. Bill I really, Snyder. Right, I don't really care. Because until you're doing it, it's like going from a backup to a starter. Until you're doing it, it's totally different. Okay. Now, I'm not saying – I think that he, I think he's a, a, a great hire for him. I thought that he should have been the Kansas State coach probably two times ago. Yeah. Um, well, they tried. He began, said man. no, didn't he? Well, yeah, I just think, I just yeah. think that no, – I got you. I, got I, you. I think that was – it would be yeah. go to Kansas State. Then then he would have been, you know, sure. been in the same position, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, turned it down. It's kind of like when they could have hired Scott Frost hey, and Mike Riley. But I got to be careful what I just said. I don't know if he turned. I think he turned it. I, my guess is either, he would have turned it. Either or it didn't yeah. work out. I don't know that for a fact. Either or it didn't work out. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't reach his price for him to really leave. Right. Okay. So, and at the end of the day, so he's still the new coach, and so the players have got to get used to a new voice. Yes, they have a winning tradition, and the, but still, you know, they have to find their way. He has to find their way. The continuity of that staff isn't flowing so we're so essentially nebraska could be on a leg up because you got some continuity from defense to special teams you know from all of everybody yeah. coming back and the, and some players now what the biggest part is health wise offensive line um you know who who you know who can come back from healthy and then hit the ground running and establish yourself as a starter consistency up front along with some of the new guys. So you heard Coach Rayola where he doesn't want five guys. He wants, you know, eight to ten. That's the smartest thing you can do because we've seen there's guys going to get dinged up. Um, and who steps up outside on the wide receiver room? You know, mm-hmm. All the talking's over, dude. You know, you get what I'm saying? Well, like, yeah. we're, we're, I don't know when they report. They might be 10, 12 days away. All the chirping, that's over. Because July 26th. Because in 40 days or so, it's show and tell time. Yeah, 42 days. It's honest. July 26th. 42 from game July 26th, the players report. July 27th is the first practice. Okay, well, then there you go. I mean, so it's it's, it's time. And so, and then, you know, the defense has some people that need to step up. How, 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 how have you improved from having an okay or average year to getting better? We, we, we don't do this with Jay enough. We don't do this with Jay enough. Why don't we ask him more linebacker questions? My assessment is I think at outside linebacker, they could be above average or they are already are above average if you look at O'Shawn Mathis and Garrett Nelson and the potential of Caleb Tanner. My question to you is how close to above average are Nick Henrich and Luke Reimer together? Oh, uh, I think they're right there. Um, if they stay healthy. Yeah, I think if they – one, if they stay healthy, and then two, um, they, they both were – you know, which is great, which is cool because, you know, being down there last year is like you saw Nick. The first two weeks I saw him, you know, working, I was like, uh, you know, what? What? Yeah, it's just like, ah, uh, you know, was kind of blocked. impressed with him? Well, not at no, It was like, oh, blocked. Athletically or physically? Just kind of. Nick right. Henrich? Because I'd watched him in high school yeah. and I knew he was coming back from, which, but that, he's a He'd kid. He'd come back from injury. Right. But he's a kid that I taken to and talked to and still do right and it got with him mentally and then literally after two weeks it was like a different kid hmm. physically mentally like spiritually and you know remember coming out of spring it was like him and will honus and all that and i'm thinking like i watched uh, this dude here is this is the dude that's the bell cow he's the one he's the ringleader he's the emotional leader right coming out for injury then you just see him just go and find took care of his body better found ways to not, you know, over push himself 
in a practice, so he's not ready to play in a game. Then here comes Luke Reimer, who kind of showed a real small thing of flash. So they both started on the same playing yep. field. And they were pretty consistent last year. And I, and I told him after the season, you guys had a pretty good season as together, a good, a good match, frickin' frack, you know, where – uh, you know, Heinrich is you know needs to be the more steady, the more steady guy. Reimer's kind of like the splash guy, but Reimer's pretty consistent as well. Yeah, he's pretty consistent. So they just need to get better at the little things, just the little, and that comes from experience. Mm-hmm. And then it comes from having a coach like Coach Rude that where they're watching the tape and they're watching the things they need to get better at. So I think they're already average. I think they can go definitely above average, and then you couple that with the outside linebackers and the communication and. and and stuff like that. So you got O'Shawn Mathis, Garrett Nelson, Caleb Tanner. If, if Caleb Tanner isn't the quote-unquote starter and he's the guy, that's a pretty good linebacker, outside linebacker room where you have a guy that started for essentially two and a half years and actually had one of his most consistent years last year. I thought he was way more consistent last year than he was yeah, the year he before. Yeah, he was. His approach yeah, and everything, he was. right? Um, maturity. So you, you got, got Jamar three, Butler. Right, I was just about to say it. So the guy that's the kind of unicorn, right, that kind of rolls out of the bed that's better athletically than anybody in that room mm-hmm. is Jamari Butler. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't been playing football. He's a basketball player. Played one year of high school football. Right, but he has a football mentality. He does. So you got him, and then you got Blaze Gunnerson, who came on last year. If he stays healthy, you got five guys right there. Five. They are above average they're right way, now. They're way above average. So now then – At you, that position. Then you go in the inside linebacker room. You got two guys that are starters. Um, and then, you know, one of, I think, the biggest surprises, and I think it was – you got. I'm assuming Barrett recruited Houseman. Yeah, he did. Is a guy that – Houseman from Columbus. Columbus. Played corner, safety, linebacker, physical – you know, will hit you, right? I don't know if he's going to be playing this oh, year. Hold on, hold on. I'm just talking about a surprise. Hold on now. Just okay. just pump the brakes here. He came in early, and they will tell you, when the twos go out there, his little young tail is running out there. Mm-hmm. So he's doing something right. I know he is. But I now, I know that got a couple guys that – look, I know a couple guys that, that would be ahead of him or been hurt. Garrett Snodgrass. Snodgrass and all them would probably go in the game first. But, look, if you get a freshman that's able to take to a system – and to be able to hold up physically that early and not look out of place physically and mentally, you're doing something right. So in a Ernest pinch, Hausman. in a pinch, he can play. Now, can he last 12, 13 games? Most likely not. But if you need him for a game or two okay. or a series or two, that's what I'm saying. All right, I'll I'm buy talking that. about from a depth standpoint. Yeah, I'll buy that. And then you put like Chris Kalorvik in there and guys that played last year. Um, you know, I think they're above average, but you know that you know you just want you, you'd like for Nick and Luke to take that next step. Yes, and it's, and it's the small things, right? It's for Nick, it's the believing in yourself and the pass play recognition to stop the easy plays that you're way more capable of making, and just don't overthink it. Then it's Luke with the little things as far as being able to be steady late in the season against you know direct runs. <clears throat> Um, good stance, good play entry, hand placement, and be able to be physical. Those are things that are all correct. You also have yeah. a Tiva Maga Clements in that yep. conversation. Yeah. Who's, who's really stepped up both when he, he's played. You saw it in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also on special teams, he's a big factor as well. So they have de- – so I definitely think they're above average. We saw whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not going that way with No, not above linebacker. average. I said average. Yeah. Sorry. But, yeah. but then can be above average. Yeah, I think be. the outside linebackers are above, above average. average right now. I we, had to correct my – thank you, Sid, for being on, hanging on every yeah. word I'm saying. I'm we hanging. At, we looked at offense, and we didn't think there was anybody. He said maybe 
maybe running backs. I think running backs are, could be above that's average. That's the only group right now you could say is probably close to being above average. Is there anything else no, you would they say? Can't, you can't say that they're that's above what, average. I, I go average. Again, I go average. They don't, you, don't, you, you don't have anybody. Exactly. That's, that's the guy. Yep. I think they average. are right at average. Yep. No, look, but it's best thing for them. To, I think they're right at average or a little bit below, and that's just because they got a new coach. You don't know who's taken to the coaching, the new guys that are coming in, and who's going to be the starter. I'm projecting them to be above average. <laughs> they could. if ever, it could. I think if they all – if they do a really good job of getting three guys that can do 95% all the same thing and they all step up, I think that's that's, that's easy enough to do it. You I mean, can, I think you, that's a good assessment. You can have an above average running back room even without a bell cow. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can. Yeah. If you use it because they, because Cadillac Williams and who Ronnie is it? Brown. Ronnie Meyer, Brown. Yeah. And above they, average. Both, well, they're both were picks. first round picks. Yeah, top but, five picks, yeah, actually. Yeah, both were first How round picks. How about that? If you had first two first rounds. Yeah, second but, and fifth overall. But you got to think Alabama some, at some time, like Derrick Henry, you know, Derrick Henry that left college wasn't the Derrick Henry his sophomore year when they were rotating a lot of players. That you, you have to have more than one. It's no different than not. You got to have more than one running back. And, and Minnesota just did it last year. Yeah. They're running. Their their numbers were pretty consistent, and they were like fourth or they were they were. I they mean, went they down were, to four. They were the fourth team running. So that's what you need. Four string. Um, they went down to third or fourth string. Unfortunately for Nebraska, you didn't have anything like that. I think like no, they didn't. In every room, you could make a good argument that you're that you're average. I think the tight end room is going to have to Volklik, and then I'm assuming Fedoni's out. But some of those Fedoni's out. Some of those younger guys are going to have to step up. More Kircher. Um, Carney, I mean Carney, Carney, dude, James Carney, AJ Rollins, AJ yeah, Rollins, like Carney, you're on a scholarship, dude. I, th- I mean, I chance with Bruinton. yeah, which he he's a factor in there because number one, he's shown that he can be a factor, especially at the goal line. He can yeah, catch, he can block, and he's a matchup problem. That's one of the things. If you have an asterisk, I want to see if they can really, really take to that and see and really use him and have a huge year for him for him. We we made versus we, a Brody belt. We might have made a mistake. I don't know if anybody pointed it out on the text line when we were going through average above average p- positions, and we said we got to Bushini. When couldn't you say Bushini's above average right now? The punter. No, we did special teams collectively. He was the best punter in FCS. Wouldn't you say he's above average, Brian Bushini? Yeah, but, uh, but, but the whole unit though. Collectively, yeah, but we glossed the, over that. Yeah, they're the average above yeah, average. Well, but, uh, but once you say they have an above average punter right he, now, he's talking specialist versus yeah, special teams. Okay. Yeah, once yeah. you say right now they have an above average punter right now, well, if he punts like he did in FCS, sure. Well, the field doesn't change it. It's like a basketball. The rim's still ten foot. I think the specialist. The rim's still ten foot. Above average. Do you understand um, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think the coverage units, conversely, will be eventually be above average. The better punter. The better kicker, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, you, yeah. You'll be above average. The biggest thing is who steps up or what guys step up, and welcome being the punt and kickoff returner. It can't it be looks forward to. Yeah, it can't it be, be it. only one guy. And say like it's Trey Palmer, and he's you know been running fly routes all game. Well, somebody else can't just be sitting on the sideline and not be one to step up. So I think they'll be fine. I mean, look, this the, you're here to play football. If you're making excuses right now or going into the season making excuses. You're already behind the eight ball. They're not. This confident team. You know? And and what the, what this team needs to do is less talking and more doing. They're not talking that much, no, no, well, I'm just, In the past. I, I yeah, saw something past, last year where 
somebody said I we're going to be physical or I'm going to be you know we're we're going to be something about you know pain or something like that. Like, listen here, dude. I don't remember <laughs> ever seeing like pain. It, it, you know Jason Peter Grant Wisdom get in front of a microphone and even have to say that they we were going to be phys- we just that's just who we were. So just do that. Yeah. No, you're right. You didn't. You guys didn't have to talk. Yeah. But they're not talking right now. No, Jay. There's not a lot of talk. Let's see what they say. At media I mean, days. they, they got to talk at media days because they're they have to talk. So they'll say something, but but there's not a lot of bravado coming out of camp. Is All the right. president call? The president's call. We'll, we'll wrap up here. That'll probably be an interesting uh, call. Yeah, old school. Probably a butt dial. Yeah, it might be. Old school <laughs> is next with Rico and Jay. Uh, for Steve Sipple, I am Jake Swords. See you.